0: Saturday Sport on RTE Radio 1. Sponsored by Zookar, The no-hassle way of buying and selling used cars in Ireland. Open seven days a week. Visit Zukar.ie to international soccer and a bit like the Euros, the month-long 2021 Africa Cup of Nations begins in Cameroon tomorrow, a year behind schedule. And just like the Euros, the tournament will be contested by 24 teams divided into six groups of four initially and onward to last 16 quarterfinals, semis and final. Mo Salah, Sadio Mane, Riyad Mahrez and Eduard Mendy among the Premier League stars taking part. And like Like all sporting events taking place at the moment, the spectre of COVID is to the fore as the tournament begins. And now Engie is a soccer commentator with Cameroon National Radio, and he's been setting the scene for us in a country that hasn't hosted the event for 50 years. Obviously,
1: there's a lot of excitement. Uh, And like you did well to mention, John, it's been 50 years. I mean, Just to tell you how important this is, When Cameron lastly hosted the Africa Cup of Nations in 1972, my parents weren't married. Today, their their grandparents. Uh, And when Cameron hosted in 1972, the Indomitable Lions, as Cameron's national team is referred to, had never won a trophy. And today, they are five-time winners. So this is obviously a major competition for Cameroon, a country that's uh, produced remarkable players along the, the, the years uh, you have Samuel Eto, Roger Miller, Thomas Nkona. I mean, there are a lot of them, and a country that's won silverware across the years. I mean, I mentioned the five Africa Cup of Nations, but there is also the Olympic gold in 2000, and also the historic quarterfinal uh, 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 spot in 1990. So, this is really an important tournament for Cameroonians, and you can feel it um, around the cities. I mean, I from my window, I mean, I see people placing flags on their balconies along the streets, people walking with vuvuzelas, which is usually not a tradition in Cameroon, but they're walking and blasting them and making sure that everyone knows what's happening. And, you know, with this sort of competition, obviously there are concerns. uh, There were security concerns, but most especially concerns around COVID-19. COVID is a reality, so we have to get used to it. We have to learn how to live with it. But also the Confederation of African Football alongside the Cameroonian government have put in place a certain um, batch of measures to ensure that um, this tournament is COVID free. For example, for fans to head into the stadium, they must be vaccinated and they must um, show a negative uh, COVID test, a PCR test that was done. Uh, the day before the game. There are a lot of conditions around it. You have a specific number of fans that are getting into the stadiums. For the host country, that's for Cameroon, it's 80% capacity within the stadium. And for the other games, it's 60%. So both parties, that's the Cameroonian government and the Confederation of African Football Cup are trying as much as possible to ensure that the Africa Cup of Nations, which is uh, the continent's premium uh, flagship nations tournament, is a successful one.
0: And uh, the Africa Cup of Nations, in some quarters, there is a view that it's not shown the respect in parts of Europe that it should get. Do you feel that?
1: Of course I do, John. I mean, it's, you know, when you look at what is written uh, uh, in the press, it's quite disrespectful, especially when reporters walk up to African players and ask them, would you go for the Afghan or would you stay with your club? Uh about of Cote d'Ivoire. Was a striker for Ajax of Amsterdam, I was furious when a journalist asked him that question. You have Ian Wright, who's come out the, uh, of English football group, who's come up to talk about this as well. I mean, teams haven't always, uh, the Afghan hasn't always been respected as it should, uh, but, but this is not something new. Unfortunately, what's um, heart wrenching is the, the twist that's taken this time around I read an article on the Daily Mail that was talking about cholera in Cameroon, talking about bomb blast. I mean, an article that was that really did reflect the reality. You've had the European Club Association uh, threatening not to release players. You have uh, clubs holding on to the players. I think that the Africa Cup of Nations is the same as the Euros. It's the same as the, uh, uh, the Copa America. It's the same as all the major continental tournaments, and it's high time that the world recognizes Africa's place in, in, in football, in planetary football. Um, look at the major championships in Europe. Look at the star players. I mean, as we speak, one of two best players in the world, in my opinion, which could be subjective, is Mohammed Salah. He's Egyptian. For long, Samuel Eto'o dazzled with FC Barcelona, with Inter Milan. I ran an interview with Jose Mourinho, who said that he felt that Eto'o should have won the Ballon d'Or once or twice. Look at Thomas Nkono, who was goalkeeper for Espanyol de Barcelona in the 80s. These are African players who've been consistent. If you look at just the other, I mean, Edouard Mendy, the best goalkeeper in the world is Senegalese. Riyad Mahrez doing wonderful things with Manchester City. There are a lot of them, there are a lot of them, but I don't feel that these players and subsequently the continent is given the recognition that it deserves. This is a major competition. I don't feel that the, the I don't understand that there are issues around the timing, but people need to understand that the climatic conditions in Africa um, Make it in such a way that the best period you can have this tournament is in January and February. In some parts of Africa, in June and July, it's the rainy season. So you definitely—I mean—the torrential rains. So it's difficult to have games. In other parts of the continent, at that time, the temperatures are extremely high. Those who were in Egypt in June and July in 2019 can attest to to that. And so it's it's sort of difficult to have this tournament played out of the January and February window. And teams must get acquainted to this and what football must understand this as well. Uh, John, you talked about the tournament not being respected. When you look at the, the, the letter from the European Clubs Association uh, that's talking about COVID, I mean, there's, there's COVID in England. The Premier League is, is, is being played. There's COVID in France and stadiums are full. There's COVID in Spain and football is ongoing. But why is it that when it comes, when, when, when it's the turn of the Afghan, people are talking about COVID? I give you a quick, a quick analysis, John, is I checked uh, the, European, the European Disease Center control and five of the countries in Europe that are most affected by COVID have active championships being played. Um, I will stay politically correct and not call the names of these countries, but they have championships that are being played. Now, if you look at the figures in Africa, the entire continent has had 8 million, about 9 million COVID-19 cases. Europe alone has had close to 90 million. So Africans should be more concerned with having players from Europe flying to the continent to play the Afcon rather than the other way, because for some reason, which I mean, not too many scientists can explain, COVID isn't having such a massive impact Uh, A negative impact that it should have in Africa as it is having across the world.
0: You know, can we talk about the tournament itself? Who are the favourites and who do you fancy over the next month?
1: Algeria are a supremely talented team. They have, uh, they've played 34 games, they're unbeaten. Um, In the last one more game, they thrashed Ghana 3 0. That should tell you of the metal that there's within this team. I mean, obviously, it's headlined by Riyad Mahrez. Who's been on fire uh, with, but you also have Senegal. And I do feel that that's probably the most complete team heading into the Afghan because they have the best goalkeeper in the world, Edouard Mendy, who is, that's by my assessment. They have Sadio Mane, who um, prior to the Afghan wasn't in very, very fine shape. I mean, he had that run of nine games without scoring, and then he just regained his goal scoring mojo just in time against Chelsea in his last game for Liverpool before heading to the Afghan. They also have Khalidou Koulibaly, who for long was considered as one of, and is still considered as one of the best centre defenders in the world. They have a really wonderful cast of players. Uh, and, and so I do feel that the favourites heading into this tournament, uh, you have Senegal, you have Algeria, but there's also Nigeria's. Well, perhaps I, I do feel that uh, there's the quality in there But the off-pitch antics around the team is not helping them. But there's also the host, Cameron. And this is no Jingoism, but I've been close to uh, the Indomitable Lions. I've seen how well they've been able to play. Um, The new coach, Antonio Contessa, has managed that team for 16 games. He's won nine. The two games that he lost were in really dramatic, terrific conditions. One was against Cape Verde, I mean, the wins were incredible in prior and Cameron lost that game three goals to one. The second game he lost was against Cote d'Ivoire in uh, Abidjan, two goals to one. And it was on a pitch which, uh, calling it a potato pitch will be a compliment. So this team has really got some quality in there, but I do feel, I really do think that it's important to look at Algeria and uh, 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 Senegal
0: and what about Mo Salah's Egypt? Well,
1: the the, the, the the issue with Egypt is they performed well five years ago getting to the final against uh, Gabon, but they lost in that final to Cameroon, two goals to one really dramatic, terrific final. And then um three years ago, they were knocked out in round sixteen in 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 on home soil, that's in Egypt. Um, Mo Salah alone is a truly phenomenal player, but does he have a supporting cast of players around him who can do that? And that's why I will not immediately wait them in the top three.
0: Now, tomorrow sees the start of the tournament. We have Cameroon, the hosts, taking on Burkina Faso in the opening game. And then in the second game of the day, Ethiopia take on Cape Verde. And uh, are you conscious, are you uh, knowledgeable about the League of Ireland connection? No, no, not at all. The only I should I should point out to you that uh, Roberto Lopez is a defender with Cape Verde, and he is a League of Ireland player. He's been playing for the last couple of years with Cape Verde. So we have representation at AFCON (laughs) and uh, we we look forward to him uh, putting in a good performance. I think they are favorites, probably, to beat Ethiopia.
1: No, no, they are. I mean, Cape Verde, really wonderful team. They are the ones who prevented Cameroon from heading to the AFCON. If I'm wrong, in 2012, they beat Cameroon in prior 2-0 and then lost here in Yaounde two goals to one, but they're really phenomenal side. And whenever they've played with Cameron, they've always caused problems. I do feel that apart from the host Cameron, they are the team that really looks very solid. I mean, not really great talent in there, but their ability to play some high-octane football is just unbelievable. And, And I saw that really up close when they played against Cameron in March last year, in prior during the qualifiers, for for the World Cup, they have a really wonderful team. And I do feel that if they if they come into this tournament with that sort of zeal uh, playing Ethiopia, which is also a decent team, no offense, but that's not got the experience that Cape Verde have. I think that the, the sharks, the blue sharks, cause that's how the Cape Verde national team is referred to. I think that they go into that one as favorites.
0: Finally, you know, pick a winner for us. John, come on, that's a tough one to
1: ask. Um, <laughs> I hope this doesn't haunt me later on. Uh, <laughs> this is difficult.
0: Uh, Come on. Uh, I'll
1: go with Cameroon then. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no bias there at all. Uh, well, it's been a pleasure uh, speaking to you now and I hope it is a wonderfully successful tournament and that the hosts do uh, perform well throughout it.
1: Thank you very much, John.